Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Do you smell that? Did someone get into the bean dip or does this show just stink? Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I'm your host, Brian Levine, coming to you still at my home office recording studio thing. Yep, still here. Uh, On this week's show, we have more drinking and smoking with Kevin Godby. And uh, this time we're talking about an English blend, one English blend in particular. And we continue the Ask the Experts with uh, John David Cole of the Country Squire. And uh, we get to talk to the new master of pipes himself. Um, Music, happy music, mailbag, and rant. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, Quickly, just to follow up on last week... uh, (laughs) My, uh, my electric toothbrush finally ran out on uh, Friday afternoon. Finally. Finally ran out on Friday afternoon. So I had to charge it for 12 hours. But yeah, almost, I don't know, six, eight weeks, six, seven weeks. Wow. Um, also on Friday, we had a uh, food for thought. And that was with uh, Jeff Grasick, and we talked about coffee. So if you haven't had a chance to check out the Food for Thoughts, they're just fun, interesting ones, including the one coming up this week, which you'll have to hear about. Um, also, a good response so far to uh, donations. Where uh, Donations are now closed because thank you to all of you who have sent in stuff to me for the JDRF auctions. As soon as those items go up on, uh, or are getting ready to go up on Steve Fallon's Pipe Stud website and his eBay store, I will definitely let you know. Uh, also, if you are interested in a Pipes Magazine radio show hat and button, those are, uh, in the U.S., they're $30 each. That includes shipping and a portion and the proceeds all go to the jdrf fundraiser uh you can go to my facebook or instagram or go to the pipes magazine radio show page on uh, facebook and you'll see a picture of those hats and buttons that's uh while supplies last and for those of you that have already paid and ordered thank you very much i'm waiting for the u.s postal service to send me the boxes hello u.s post office have you heard uh hello Anyway, they're supposed to be come, they're supposed to be here last week, and now they just finally shipped. So there you go. All right, let's get the show rolling. Everybody, sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in, and here we go. There's nothing quite like hunting at dawn, or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show and joining us again for another fine pairing of tobacco and spirits is the man who's paired every tobacco with every spirit over and over again, Kevin Godby. Kevin, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. And I, I have done a lot of smoking and drinking. I don't know if I've hit every combination yet, though, but I'm, I'm working on it. 
And uh, what combination do you have for us this time? So this time uh, we're talking Billy Bud tobacco, which is kind of, it's a little more unique because it also ha- it has cigar leaf in it. It actually has Latakia, Burley, Virginia, and cigar leaf. And just to remind our listeners, uh, we also have Kyle Weiss has sent in his take on it. He used to be a professional chef, and he also used to work at a tinderbox and did some drink and tobacco pairings. So we're going to start with him. He paired Billy Bud with a rum fizz, and here's what he says. I was complimented on the room note on my Billy Bud at one of my favorite bars. That would be one of my favorite bars, too. And a bartender friend asked if she could make me a cocktail to pair with it. She's one of the best bartenders in Reno, so I trusted her. A rum fizz is not complicated. Recipes are available online. It's a quality rum. I prefer spiced rum, but it's not a must. Ice, simple syrup, lemon or lemon-lime juice, and egg white shaken and poured into a coupe glass. A few drops of bitters and a small slice or peel of citrus add it for garnish. Billy Bud is a bit of a wild tobacco and one of my favorites, featuring Latakia, Burley, Virginia, and Cigar Leaf. The combo is smoky, pungent, and strong. I have paired different rums with this tobacco before, and since I prefer my spirits neat and straight, I was dubious about this pairing. Me too. I was proven wrong. Rum goes great with cigar leaf, and this cocktail framed the smoke in a way that I ended up having two or six more, I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember the sharpness of the citrus in the rum fizz cut the thickness of the smoke as I puffed on my briar, and the sweetness of the simple and rum made the cigar leaf flavors dance on the tongue. Anything with a generous amount of Latakia can be tough to pair drinks, but in this case, they all got along quite nicely. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Not totally, not to, not totally surprising on the rum, because I remember a uh, long time ago reading a cigar aficionado article on uh, drink pairings with cigars. You know, most people typically pair a scotch or a bourbon with a cigar, but cigar aficionado pointed out that most cigar leaf comes from around the Caribbean, and rum comes from the Caribbean, and they said it's it's perfectly logical to pair them up. Can I can I just can I just tell my rum my my opinion of rum right now, sure, <laughs> and get it out of the way. Um, I love it when I'm in the Caribbean and when they you know when they give you a sample of it or you know you get a rum drink while it's you know ninety degrees and eighty percent humidity, and then every time I buy rum and bring it back home and I drink it again, it just tastes like shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I just hate it. And, but I think it is one of those drinks that, in the time and place, it works well in whatever mixed drink you're doing. Um, I won't say that it's just for girls, because it's not, mostly. Um, but I, I think it's just one of those time and, you know, time and place drinks. So, with that being said, go ahead. Yeah, you know, I've experienced the same thing with pipe tobaccos. Certain, I can't remember all the specifics right now. We don't have time for it, but certain pipe tobaccos, I'll be like, I, I went on a trip to Denmark with Sykes like 10 years ago, but then we visited different uh, pipe tobacco factories and pipe makers and certain tobaccos I was smoking in Denmark. And I'm like, wow, this is awesome. This is like my new favorite tobacco. And then I get it home and I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah. What happened? Yeah. So anyway, time and place. I, 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 I lost track of completely where we are, but go ahead. <laughs> so, yeah. So Billy Bud Tobacco, it has that cigar leaf, Latakia, Burley, and Virginia. So 
I would pair a stout, a porter, or for a mixed drink, uh, an old-fashioned. Oh, I like the old-fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and, and again, I, you know, here I am and my, my love of Latakia is well known. Um, I, I will say that Billy Bud, just from looking at the description of it, cause I've never smoked it. It's Latakia forward and Latakia forward. And then the cigar leaf and all the, and all the other stuff is put in to add another layer underneath. So it's not cigar forward in my mind and and just you know before we were recording i was looking at some of the more uh the more reliable reviewers on tobaccoreviews.com for their opinion of billy bud right you gotta pick those reviews carefully yeah yeah it's like anything pick you know pay attention to, to what you're reading um so I so again this is this is you know it, it's gonna it's gonna have a little bit more uh, meat on the bottom of it than a than a than a traditional heavy Latakia and that little meaty bottom to it is coming from the coming from the burley and the and the cigar leaf. So the first thing that came to my mind was a was a traditional Sazerac. Because, oh yeah, that's because, a great idea. You know, it if you do it correctly with the rye, it's got a little bit of uh, it's got a little bit of that rye bite to it, but it's got a lot of sweetness underneath that will work perfectly and not get beaten up by the heavy Latakia smoke. Yeah, that's a great idea. What do you like better, rye or bourbon? Oh, rye. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I think I'm I think I'm leaning that way too. Yeah, and and that's because the the traditional Sazerac has got a lot of sweetness to it already, so I like that rye giving it a little bit of a giving it a little touch of uh, something else that's not as sweet. So uh, it works well. And again, that's another one where if the bartender doesn't know what they're doing, just forget it. Don't order it. Yeah. Just just pass. You know, just get a Manhattan at that point because that's a pretty much what you're going to end up with is a is a rye manhattan uh sazeracs are a, are a specialty and uh i spent a weekend in new orleans trying to find the best one and i did <laughs> i found that's it. a tough job but somebody's got to do it yeah i found it a lot um <laughs> uh, but that's something that i would that that's a drink that i would put up against just about any full any full bodied Latakia, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, I am making a note of that. <laughs> and and now Kevin's got something else to test out because I'm pretty sure you know where to get a Sazerac in Saint Petersburg. Oh yeah, there's a, a cocktail bar mm, five to seven minute walk from here downtown called Copper Shaker where they specialize in uh, cocktails like that in the, you know, in the fancy and complicated cocktails. Yeah. Although you can just get a regular old gin martini too, which I do sometimes. Well, now what do you think going back to going back to the suggestion of a rum fizz? What do you think about doing that? You know, doing that straight up and, you know, serving it, I guess serving it in the style of a martini, but taking the ice out of it. Yeah, actually, I think what he, he said here, he said shaken and poured into a coupe glass. Um, 
Yeah. If, well, if you're doing egg white in there, first you have to do a dry shake with the egg white separately. So I guess he's, you know, the rest of it's being shaken on, on the rocks, I guess. So you're saying just do it uh, sans shaking on the rocks? Shake it on the rocks and then strain it. And then, but that may lose some of the egg white in the straining. Yeah. Uh, but either way. All right. There's some, uh, there, there's a, another idea for you for a pairing of, uh, of uh, drinking and smoking. Kevin, thank you very much. Salute. And we'll be back in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell and Deal. From the Cellar Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake Series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at CND, as a crew of folks who just love tobacco. It's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold. We're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show with a Ask the Expert, and this time, boy, have we got an expert and a uh, a newly minted expert, which we'll get into. Uh, the Ask the Expert this time is uh, one of the hosts of Country Squire Radio, the owner of the Country Squire in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, the tobacco blender extraordinaire, uh, the man with the golden locks of hair, the one and only John David Cole. John, hey John David, welcome welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Man, thanks for having me back, dude. I, I know you're getting low on content when you have to reach up reach out to the redneck to, to come um, share the airwaves with you, but I'm so grateful to be here, man. It's always good to get the chat, and uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to be here. Yeah, and it's just it's it's really nice to get you in between diaper changes. Um, yeah, you literally did. I, I I have to be honest. I'm uh, just to pull the curtain back. We're a little late for the podcast today because um, I, I literally was in the middle of a um, of a diaper change and I was running late. And um, my wife was like, "Well, do you need me to finish this up?" And I and I, I knew in my mind the answer to that was no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I knew in my mind and my heart that the answer was no, and, and that'll hopefully buy me a little time. So uh, anyway, thanks for being <laughs> gracious to me. <laughs> and uh, congratulations, because as you heard on this show previously, uh, you are one of the new master of pipes for uh, the year 2020. So congratulations on that. And now you get to go to a meeting that's usually held on the Saturday night of the Chicago pipe show that can be sometimes painful, but otherwise, um, entertaining. <laughs> Man, I, I'll, I'll be honest. The, the only reason it would be painful is if they, um, put me too close to you at the dinner table. I don't know. <laughs> Man, I, I'll be honest, Brian, when I, when I heard about it, um, which was very recently, <laughs> um, I, it, it was one of the most, um, it was one of the most encouraging things that uh, that I've heard in a long time. Um, not just as a as a you know retailer or a 
pipe enthusiast, but um, just as any professional, man, to have someone, um, you know, as prestigious as, as the group here in Chicago, um, you know, kind of bestow that on me. Um, I, I, I'm just really honored. I, I really am. And it, boy, it, 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 it is lit the fire under me. It really has. So, um, anyway, just, just really honored to be, um, you know, included in such a, um, you know, esteemed group. And, um, we've got such a fun community, man. The pipe community is just, um, it's just the best. And, and it, it, it makes not being in Chicago this year for the pipe show because of all the, you know, the, the sickness out there, um, man, that much more painful, you know, cause I, man, I'd love to, to really be able to celebrate this with, uh, with my close friends. So, but, um, man, we're just really honored and, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for mentioning it. I, I'm, yeah. um, I'm truly honored, man. It's a, it's a, a badge I'll be really proud to wear. And now that you are a master of pipes, you get, uh, the, uh, the ask the expert questions, and uh you know you're now one of what i've been calling the uh, magnificent seven or the seven samurai that are getting these seven questions so are you ready <laughs> i'm ready i do have to laugh i, I love that you know you just yeah I, I don't know who you interviewed for these other things that's part <laughs> of the fun of this right is that yeah. none of us know but um but you had to bring me on for a little color and that uh i i, I love it I, I think that's great i'll be that guy for you <laughs> Uh, we did have one other southern gentleman from the great state of Virginia, so um, you know. So you're yeah, but Virginia. Those Virginia, those are classy southern ones, southern southerners. You know, they like <laughs> you know they drink their tea with their pinkies out and stuff. And you know, down here we we have trouble. You know, we have to use Velcro shoes because we hadn't figured those laces out yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't get into shoes, but I'm surprised you mentioned them. Um, so the first question is. <laughs> Can you detect if a pipe has been oil cured or not, and do you have a preference? Um, I have, you know, only only bought pipes knowing on the front end that they have been oil cured or not. And, you know, I, I, I haven't smoked a random pipe and said, oh, wow, this must have been oil cured. But, but it is one of those things where, um, you know, I have found uh, pipes, before that I knew were oil cured and detected a little bit of a um, kind of a vegetal kind of a vegetal uh, tang on the on the front of the pipe. Um, you know, the, the, my problem is that I buy a lot of estate pipes, and so you know, after a while, um, you know, some of my favorite most smoked pipes have been pipes that I you know got on the estate market or have been given to me. Um, and you know, after a while, it kind of loses that um, that initial oil cured kind of um, kind of flavor to it. You know, I, I do think oil cured pipes, you know, smoke um, smoke well. Um, but you know, a lot of you know, of course, the distraction there of like, you know, is, is Dunhill is that still a oil cured brand? The folks at Dunhill <laughs> will tell you yes, and all these you know people with lots of opinions will tell you otherwise and so <laughs> but most of my dunhills that i've smoked they've uh, you know are um are, are used pipes actually i've got quite a few that i've bought on the estate market but um so you know i think if i if if i, I do have a couple of pipes a syriacopo and um, a couple of, of artisan carver pipes that um have been oil cured that i purchased new that i that i smoked new 
Um, and, I, and I do think that, you know, from the front end of that, if I know it's oil for pipe, I can kind of be looking for it. But um, but it's not one of those things where I tend to, um, you know, I, I haven't picked up a random new pipe at some point and been like, oh, I think that was oil cured. Um, I, I don't know. I You know, maybe my palate's not as sophisticated enough. So I do think, um, you know, as far as a preference goes, um, anytime you can add something like that, that gives a little more meaning to the piece. Um, you know, it's certainly, certainly a desirable thing to me. I, I love, um, you know, any kind of, uh, extra step that the maker is going to go through to, um, you know, make the pipe that much more of a premium product. And, and, and indications are that oil cured pipes tend to, um, you know, tend to probably last a little longer. They probably smoke a little cooler. Um, I, you know, they mm-hmm. feel substantial in your hand and all that kind of stuff. So, um, so, uh, you know, if it was a preference and I had a choice, I mean, yeah, give me a little cure pipe. <laughs> there you go. Uh, next question. What makes a pipe more of a flake tobacco pipe for you? Man, this is a great question. I'm glad you asked it. it this is a, this is a, an answer that has really evolved for me over the past few years. Um, I used to be a tall, narrow pipe bowl person when it came to flake tobaccos and you know i I think that's brian honestly i think that was kind of when i was trying to fit in with the cool kids (laughs) (laughs) how'd that work out for you you know yeah not too well you know after a while you just kind of embrace uh embrace how god made you and you know if if you're uh if, if you're not if you're not one of those people that you know um uh, had the pleasure of sitting in the cool kids part of the room or whatever, then, um, you know, just, just own it. <laughs> um, you know, I used to really, um, uh, try more often to smoke, um, flaked. I love Virginia flakes. I mean, I just, that's a, that's a big part of my daily routine. Um, you know, at any given time I'll have, uh, you know, a, a tin of, um, you know, Valen Virginia flake, um, Mac Baron, Pure Virginia, Oil Golden Slice. I'll have those open all around me. I know I've, I've got at least one can of each of those open at home and at the office and, you know, constantly working through those. And so I used to really um, be, you know, kind of committed to, you know, taking these flakes and putting them in a tall, uh, narrow bowl. And I've really, I've really found that a shorter, wider bowl has been um, – just very appropriate for me to 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 use as a flake pipe i think the thing i like most about that uh, particular shape is that you can really see what's going on in uh, a, a short narrow a short wide bowl you can really see what's going on as you're lighting um the tobacco you know i'm one of these mm-hmm. people that kind of roll rubs the flake apart into kind of a ready rubbed uh, texture before I put it in the pipe and then just kind of load it in a traditional method, maybe a little more muddled than that. But, you know, once it's in there uh, and I'm lighting it, I, you know, you can really see, um, you know, kind of what, what's happening in there, you know, best if it's a little more uh, short. For me, um, I have fallen in love with smoking flake tobaccos out of a Prince. Prince pipes, you know, that's another thing that's evolved for me. Um I um, when I got into pipe smoking years ago, I, I remember looking at a Prince and thinking, um, "Who would smoke that?" I <laughs> <laughs> you know, just didn't think it was a particularly attractive shape. But um, man, as time has gone on, it has just gotten more lovely to me, more um, aesthetically, you know, pleasing. But also, it's so comfortable in my hand. If it's a 
if it's a well-made prince with a very uh, thin uh, stem, uh, man, there's a really it's really hard to beat that. And so, um, so that that is kind of my go-to uh, flake pipe. I've got a few that I really like for for that purpose. And you know, short kind of squat bowl uh, that's really wide. You can kind of see what's going on as the as the fire's building and and getting stoked up. And I I really like that. And that is a perfect place for us to take a break. When we come back, we will have uh, more Ask the Expert questions with newly minted master of pipes, John David Cole. Have a look in your tobacco cellar. What do you see? Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste, and whether you know it or not, you've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe, just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes, and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this, and you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried-and-true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm. Smoking pipes in faithful service of the hobby. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show with Ask the Experts. And the expert is uh, the owner, proprietor, master blender, diaper changer of the Country Squire <laughs> and uh, Country Squire Radio, John David Cole. Here you go. You ready? Man, yeah. Bring it on, baby. All right. What is your preferred method of flame? And can you detect differences in the smoke when you use different types of flame? Yeah, so I, I'm a match guy. The, the problem is that as someone that smokes constantly while he's working, is that it's so difficult to use uh, to use matches throughout the day for me. I, you know, it's just um, it, it, I, I used to be really committed, and I'd fumble with them regardless. But um, but man, I, it, it is difficult while I'm working. So. Um, so it, my preference is is using a match. I really love the Swan, uh, you know, the Swedish matches without the the sulfur on them. They're great. Yeah. And and the reason I love matches is because it, it, it can very as a, as a flake smoker, which we talked about in the previous segment, Brian. Um, you, you can really direct the flame very specifically to to specific areas of of the pipe. Um, you know, without without having to hurry. You know, every time you use a lighter, I kind of feel like you feel kind of rushed because you're not, uh, you know, you're, you're conscious of how much gas you're using in your butane lighter or, um, you know, something of that nature. With the match, you can really take your time and just gently put a kiss of flame over here and, and kind of touch up this side over here. It just makes it um, just very, uh, just very pleasing. And, and, I, and I find because I'm able to get a better light with a match that my pipe stays lit better uh, because it's been a more thoughtful lighting process, um, if, if that makes sense. Um, so, so matches are, are my favorite. Practically, 
day in and day out, I use a butane lighter. And I, and I <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, I've just kind of given into over the years. I, I finally, I, you know, buckled down and got me a, got me a nice one. But, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, a, a butane lighter just makes it easy because you can, um, you know, you can rip it open and, and just, uh, you know, light it quickly, get it a real nice, uh, easy relight. Uh, you know, as you need to, but, um, Zippo fluid for me has, um, since the very early days of my pipe smoking, uh, you know, kind of been out. Um, you know, I, it, to me, the, uh, the flavor of the Zippo, uh, fluid, um, I, I think it has a place in the pipe smoking experience. It does have kind of a nostalgic, uh, place, the aroma of Zippo fluid and, and burning and the, uh, and the flavor of it. But, you know, on a daily basis, that's not really something that I want to introduce to to my personally to my tobacco or to uh, to the pipes that I smoke. And so, um, you know, on, on average, tend to stay away from from Zippos. But, um, but yeah, you know, for me, uh, the match is the um, is the uh, the way to go. And I, I think you know, matches and butane. I can't taste a huge difference really. It's not that. It's more of the getting it lit and then it's staying lit, a really quality on-ramp experience into your pipe bowl. Um, and I think matches, for me, really excel at that. Does the Country Squire still uh, stock and sell the, the Swan matches? We do, man. We sure do. Um, it's one of those things that, um, you know, they'll have to pry out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love those things, man. I, it's really hard. You know, we used to carry the um, the big ones, like the four, four and a half inch, um, you know, length matches, and it, it's hard to find those now. So we have the uh, just the two and a half inch uh, matches right now. But they're they're great, and uh, you know, they are they are pricey. It's like, man, how much do you want to pay for a doggone match? But <laughs> they really, um, you know, they really are. Um, you know, if you're if you're into the experience, the you know of pipe smoking, the uh, all the you know, all the sensory uh, pieces of, of, you know, selecting your tobacco, getting your appropriate accessories and uh, spreading out, making sure all your uh, tools are, are, you know, primed and ready for a great smoking experience. If that, if that pleases you as part of, a, you know, the pipe smoking um, journey, uh, then you, you, you ought to try some swan matches at some point in your, in your career. Next question is, do you notice a cooler smoke with a pipe that has a longer shank, you know, like a Canadian or a church warden since you're a hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I always have, you know, for me, it's not so significant that, um, you know, it determines if I'm going to buy a pipe or not, but I do, I do think the pipe is a, is a cooler smoker. Um, you know, I, I, um, particularly the, the being shape is, is my favorite. I've got, uh, let's see, I've got at least four uh, beans right now that are on my current rotation, and uh, probably in the near future we'll have a fifth because I <laughs> love them so much. But the bean has just a little bit longer of a stem, uh, you know, similar to that, um, you know, Canadian, and so just very uh, aesthetically pleasing. But it, it does, I think, tend to cool the smoke down just a little bit to make it, um, you know, slightly noticeable. It, it's just, it's one of those things when I'm selecting a pipe, I, I don't put a lot of you know, uh, stock into, into, oh, well, this is going to be a cooler smoker because of the length. You know, that's one of the last things I would be looking at. Um, you know, I think the temperature of your smoke has a lot more to do with your, 
uh, with your tobacco, the quality of the pipe itself, uh, not just the, the length, uh, but the quality of the briar, and then, and then also your, um, you know, your cadence, your, um, you, yep. you know, your, um, you know, pipe smoking, uh, you know, just skill in, in lighting it, packing it, and keeping it lit and all those things. So, um, so for me, it's a, it's a thing that's on down the uh, priority list, but, but I do think, you know, they probably make it a little cooler, and I, I do experience that, I think. When smoking the same tobacco, why do some pipes smoke wetter than other pipes? And, you know, I'll use as an example your Cherokee blend. It, it's going to smoke differently in different pipes, so why would one be wetter than the other? Yeah. Um, great question. This comes up a lot with new pipe smokers. You know, as a retailer, as someone that's constantly dealing with, um, you know, new folks to the hobby and they're wanting to get into the pipe culture and, and understand, um, it, they, you know, a lot of times are, um, you know, wonder about this. It's like, Hey, I've got, you know, I bought a couple pipes and one smokes like this, the other different. It's, you know, what's the, what gives here? And, um, to me on average, the, a, a bent pipe with it, particularly ones with a very severe bend, like an Umpal, um, or Hungarian, whatever your preference is, um, you know, will will have that um, that wetter smoke to them. And I, I think what's happening, I'm no, you know, um, fluid dynamics specialist, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think what's happening as as you're breathing in and out of that pipe, puffing that pipe, because of gravity, you're you're. The, the moisture is all pulling up in one very specific area of that pipe. And so um, so for me, bent pipes have always smoked wetter, and then the more severe um, the bend, the uh, the wetter it smokes. And, and, and frankly, that's why I prefer a straight pipe. I love a mm-hmm. straight pipe. I always have. I'm that, I'm that guy that, um, you know, it, as a retailer, we have to order, when I order a dozen pipes, um, you know, I have to make sure 10 of them are bent because the, the two straight ones are going to be the ones that sit on the shelf. Everybody wants a bent pipe. That's what sells nowadays and all this kind of stuff. But I'm the one that's looking, you know, me personally, I'm looking at the straight pipes that come in <laughs> because I think they're um, the most attractive. And um, and for me, I think part of that is because I think they smoke better. And, and, and you know, when I say better, it means drier and, and therefore cooler. Um you know, and so a, a straight pipe for me is, uh, you know, more preferable for that. But, but yeah, I think a bent pipe tends to smoke uh, wetter. With a straight pipe, you've got, you know, if you just think about what's happening inside the the stem um, and, and inside the shank, now, as you're puffing in and out of a straight pipe, if you're holding it relatively horizontal to the ground, um, you know, your 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 saliva and that that condensation in there, it's got more of a chance to spread out. And therefore, it's not gurgling as much. It's not pulling up as much. It's a little more evenly distributed. So um, one other thing I'll say about a wet smoking pipe, and this is just its just part of it, but, you know, not, not all pipes are created equal. You know, you can have two beautiful pipes, but um, what, what goes on on the inside of those pipes, the mechanics of the drilling, the, uh, the skill that the folks, you know, uh, were able to, you know, muster and, and actually – uh, engineering the you know all the joints the the mortise and tenon uh, connections there where the uh, where the draft hole comes out in the bottom of the um, you know the chamber 
Um, all that is very, very important to how well your pipe smokes. I mean, you can have the most beautiful pipe with, um, you know, 50-year-old briar that they, you know, dug out of, you know, the, the queen's estate herself or what, you know, I mean, <laughs> just, but, it, you know, if it's not manufactured right, if it's not, um, you know, engineered appropriately, uh, it's just, it's just not going to smoke well. And, uh, and so a lot of it has to do with the drilling and, and the mechanics of, uh, of the pipe itself. So, you know, making sure those little, uh, you know, the, the mortise and the tenon are, are real snug there, uh, making sure that it, it uh, you know, the, the draft hole in the stem lines up perfectly with the draft hole in the shank and that you can run a cleaner through it really easily. Um, all those things are going to create a, uh, a better smoking pipe, which tends to be a, a drier smoking pipe. So that's, that's important too. And, uh, and drier is better. Um, drier is better. Yeah. Yep. Especially when it comes to diapers too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next question is, do you, uh, uh what asked, what is a specific aspect or dimension that a pipe must have in order for you to purchase it? And I'm not talking about the owner of the country squire. I'm talking about John David Cole, the pipe smoker. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I don't, um, I don't have a lot of, um, I, I don't have a lot of preferences here except for, the pipe has to feel good in my hand. I, I'm not, I, I'm not one of these people that buys pipes just to have a pipe. Like I, I don't have a pipe that I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every single pipe I have is going to be, you know, purchased with the, um, with the intent of, you know, enjoying it on a regular basis. And so for me, um, it, you know, it's not as much about the dimension of it as to how it feels in my hand. I, I literally uh, have, you know looked at some of the most gorgeous pipes that come through my shop, particularly, um, you know, freehand style pipes, a lot of our Danish friends. And, you know, the pipes are gorgeous. They're stunning. The um, craftsmanship is just beautiful, how they followed the grain and, and how exquisite that is. But um, but I'm going to pass on that pipe in a lot of cases because it will not feel good in my hand. <laughs> I just want something that um, that tactile connection that uh you know real easy just kind of slides right on like a glove you know that's uh that's very important to me um you know to me as a as a pipe smoker so um and so you know that's really the only thing as, as far as dimensions go um you know uh, i i do probably prefer a um you know a uh five and a half uh you know inch long pipe uh to a to a seven-inch long pipe, the best. That's probably my uh, my sweet spot. You know, as far as a favorite, things that do fit, you know, well in my hand. Um, you know, something that's got a um, uh, not too much meat around the bowl, but just just enough to uh, you know give it a nice palm feel. I don't like something that's uh, very uh, you know uh, flashy, ostentatious kind of thing. I like something that's gonna um, you know uh, just be real clean looking, and so. Uh, that, you know, is why a lot of my collection looks like, uh, you know, a straight billiard. <laughs> kind of kind of plain Jane. The flashiest part of it might be that they put a, you know, a little sterling silver band around the, uh, around the shank cap or something. But, um, but that's, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I live is in that, you know, that five and a quarter, five and a half inch long pipe, uh, to maybe six, seven inches depending. And then, 
Um, you know, and then from there, uh, you know, as far as the, the side, the tallness of the bowl, you know, sometimes I'll do uh, one and a half, uh, two inches, uh, sometimes as small as one and a quarter, uh, unless I'm smoking those Prince pipes, you know, that they're yeah. so good for flake. And then uh, and then we shorten it up a little bit. But, um, yeah, I, suffice it to say, I own a lot of billiards. <laughs> you, you get a two-inch tall Prince, and that's a jumbo bowl down there. That's a that's a billy club. <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> you need a permit to carry that. All right, this one I want you to answer as a pipe smoker, collector, and then as a retailer. Uh, yeah. Do you prefer your pipes bowl coated or not? And is it a deal breaker for you? It has never been a deal breaker for me, but I do I do prefer a. Um, a non non bowl coated pipe. I really like pipes that um, kind of leave that process up to up to me. Um, you know, if 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 for only the reason just wanting to you know know every little thing that's gone into that pipe is is because I put it there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you know, building your own cake and and all that. I, it has never been a deal breaker for me though. You know, I, I have bought plenty of pipes and have enjoyed uh, plenty of pipes that um that have bowl coats and um and, and of course like i mentioned before I, I own a lot of estate pipes and so those yeah. pipes um you know are some of my favorites they smoke great and um you know there's um no telling what some of those pipes had in them at any any given point <laughs> you know they've obviously been reamed and cleaned and sanitized and all that kind of stuff but um but yeah i mean it, you know if i guess given a preference i would probably lean towards the um you know, towards the non-bowl-coated option, uh, just for um, you know having the having the pleasure of getting to build your own cake, you know, from from scratch. For me, that's uh, you know one of those you know one more little uh, aspect of pipe smoking that can be kind of fun. You know, it's uh, um, I, pipe smokers are all about the process, and that's uh, you know one more thing for me that's kind of appealing. But um, but I've never let a bowl coat be the reason that I haven't bought a pipe. For the for the retail side of your head, do you uh, is there a reason why you would recommend a bowl coated pipe versus a non bowl coated? Yeah, yeah, Brian. I you know for me, I think um, particularly for new pipe smokers, it, it can make a difference. Uh, you know, when folks are are really trying to build up a cake, um, you know, in a new pipe, and maybe haven't had the um, you know the experience or um, patience or whatever to, to kind of, you know, power through that portion of, you know, breaking a pipe in. I think it can help with that. So, um, you know, for me, I, I, I point, uh, well, most of the pipes that are in that price range anyway, kind of, you know, pipes that, um, you know, are newer, um, newer pipe smokers tend to yeah. be interested in. Um, I tend to have bowl coats, at least as far as my experience goes. And I, I think that's probably a wise thing. Um, but you know, we've got folks that swear by them, even as very, very experienced pipe smokers. Some of, as you know, uh, the, the most sought after beautiful artisan pipes in the world, uh, you know, have, um, you know, the, these pipe smoker pipe carvers have, uh, very precisely over the years kind of dialed in their own recipe for a bowl coat, uh, <laughs> yeah. to put inside there. And that's, you know, they swear by it and you've got folks that try to, you know, copy each other's bowl coats and all this kind of stuff. And I, I, you know, so there is a place for it. It's just, um, 
you know, and, and I think, you know, for not just the new pipe smoker, but also for the more experienced pipe smoker, um, you know, I, I think for me personally, it just, you know, if I had to, had to choose, I'd probably lean more in that, the other direction. And finally, uh, you've been at it a while. Is there one pipe that you owned and got rid of that you wished you could get back? And is there a pipe that you saw for sale that you regret not buying? Uh, yes, on both ends. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, the, the, I'll, I'll speak to the regret part first because mm-hmm. there's so much there's so much doggone regret, <laughs> you know, and, and so little Chicago, money. <laughs> what? Yeah, exactly, man. It's like, well, you know, I, I, what's my, what's my limit here? If, you know, if I buy this pipe, am I going to have to, you know, hitchhike home or how's this going to work? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Going to Chicago every year is, is tough for the, uh, man, the pipe budget because, um, you know, there's just so many beautiful pieces and every single year I see something that, you know, thinking back on it, I really, I really wish I would have bought. And, and it, it happens every year, and you know, I just need to go into it expecting that. Um, you know, um, t- this past year, of course, we're in 2020 as we speak, and you know, we haven't um, unfortunately been able to go to the Chicago show. But <laughs> this past year, I, I was able. You know, I, I walked by uh, Joe Hinkle's, you know, table, an incredible pipe, you know, maker, and. Uh, just, just great guy, awesome, you know, asset for the pipe world. And, uh, love what Joe, you know, has done over the years. And, um, I, I remember I came by his table multiple times pining over this pipe. And then, and then, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go buy that pipe. And it was, you know, Sunday and, and Joe had left. He was gone. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, I was just, I was just really heartbroken. I was like, that was the pipe that got away. So it was funny. I, I actually tracked him down afterwards and, uh, and purchased that pipe from him. And that was really, really great. <laughs> so that was the one that got away, but then I tracked down and, uh, and, and, and made got, sure it. I got back. But, <laughs> um, but typically on that list are estate pipes, I think are, are fun and interesting. Um, I'm a Sheraton collector. I love Sheratons. It's um, it's a brand that's very uh, near and dear to me. Um, you know, a couple of years ago there was an executive, um, kind of a kind of a you know Sheraton. They they didn't really you know had they didn't really make freehand pipes per se, but they you know they took a lot of liberties on these shapes, right? You know, you'd have like a like a Sheraton that was kind of a you know. Dublin mixed with the billiard kind of thing. They had a lot of that kind of <laughs> yeah. stuff, you know. And so every time I see, uh, you know, an, an estate table just full of full of Sheratons at one of these pipe shows, I'm, I'm always, uh, you know, taking a lot of time there. And, uh, there was an executive pipe uh, there a couple of couple of years ago that I, I pined after quite a bit and, uh, and do regret not pulling the trigger on. So, um, yeah, so that, that's probably the one for me that got away that I um, – that I, that I that I mourn occasionally as I go through my Sheraton collection. <laughs> John David Cole, newly minted Master of Pipes. Uh, the website is thecountrysquireonline.com. Did I get that right? You did. Thanks. And Squire is S-Q-U-I-R-E? It, it is. Last time I checked. Okay, good. So it's actually Squire, but we use the fancy English spelling of it or pronunciation of it. Right. Yeah. 
thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for doing this, and uh, thanks for uh, you know if you're not what if you're not listening to Country Squire Radio, well, you're missing out on uh, two fine fellas uh, sharing their passions for pipe smoking and uh, and giggling at each other's dad jokes occasionally. <laughs> Boy, you're not kidding me, dude. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. I, I it was a real treat, man. I, I had a lot of fun. And we'll be back in just a minute. <laughs> The Savinelli Pipe is a testament to a long legacy, fortified by well-worn hands and destined to be enjoyed for generations. For over 150 years, Savinelli has been dedicated to sourcing the world's finest briar, committed to pushing the boundaries of pipe design, and devoted to the tradition of Italian pipe making. Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark, and like you, there can only be one Savinelli. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. Uh, you know, the thing that I love the most about the uh, about this Ask the Experts idea is the diversity of people that I got for it. Uh, John David brings a younger perspective and more of a uh, uh, more of a brick and mortar perspective. But yet, because of his history, he's also thought about this stuff a lot. So that was fun. All right, for music, and again, continuing with the happy music, a song that has always kind of cheered me up is uh, Zippity Doo Dah. Yeah, the, the, the Disney song Zippity Doo Dah. And normally I would play the Louis Armstrong version because I like that, but in searching on Spotify, I found Johnny Mercer and the Pied Pipers and their version of Zippity Doo Dah. So that's what you get cuz I mean this is this is fun. There's this is fun, playful and it's uh, a more true to the original version. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. My oh my, what a wonderful day! Plenty of sunshine hit my way. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfactory. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. How do you do? How do you do? Fine, how are you? Fine, how are you? Making a dollar a minute. Zippity doo da, zippity a. My oh my, what a wonderful day. Plenty of sunshine head my way. Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. It's the truth. It's actual. Everything is satisfactual. Zippity doo dah, zippity a. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Thank you. 
shining my way. Zippity doodah, zippity. Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder. It is the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfactual. Zippity doodah, zippity a. Wonderful feeling hit my way. What a wonderful zippity. Well, wasn't that fun? Uh, again, you can find Johnny Mercer and the Pied Pipers on Spotify. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. And in the mailbag, if you have a comment or question, email me directly, brian at pipesmagazine.com, or you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram, and you can send me a message there, and follow the Pipes Magazine radio show on Facebook. Yeah, it's got its own little page there. All right, uh, news that I've uh, slipped the past couple of weeks. Uh, Eric Stokeby and the fourth-generation products all are moving to Arango Cigar Company. So we've had Josh on from Arango, and they're uh, picking up another brand, so along with Nording Pipes and a couple other things. They'll also have Eric working with them and doing some events and stuff, so it's good to see Eric off with a, with a bunch of good people. So watch for uh, fourth-generation Pipes, tobaccos, and accessories all coming from Arango to your favorite uh, brick-and-mortar store. All right, on iTunes, we've had uh, three ratings and reviews in the past uh, week, and that's been great, except for the first one. Uh, On uh, June 11th, Mark underscore Hughes writes, Politics or Pipes, one star. Only a few minutes into my first episode, number 404, and here comes the political rant. Not recommended. So my only comment to Mark underscore Hughes is uh, when I see the words only a few minutes in, I think in the first three, four, five minutes or so, and I guess uh, I guess when I talked about trying to run out my my all my partially used lighters that bothered him or the battery on my toothbrush but um i have a feeling he didn't agree with some of uh, my guess point of view but anyway there's a one star review and if anybody knows mark hughes ask him to listen to some of the other shows because maybe he'll find one that he can get through the first few minutes of uh, Snow MKCM writes, uh, great podcast, five stars. This is good stuff. A great podcast to listen and relax to. Also full of great, great info. Episode 404 was fantastic. Hashtag all pipes matter. So there's the opposite of Mark underscore Hughes. So thank you there, uh, Snow MKCM. And yes, all pipes do matter. In fact, I have a T-shirt from my, uh, uh, if you've been following me recently, you'll see my T-shirt a day thing. And one of the early ones was uh, Celebrate Diversity, and it had a shape chart of all kinds of odd pipes on it. Uh, Jim in Virginia writes, uh, if you love pipes and tobaccos, this is for you. Five stars. Great show. Glad I discovered it. Longtime pipe smoker, and this show is a real treat. Well, glad you glad you enjoyed it. Welcome, Jim. Uh, remember, if you're new to listening, please listen in this order. All right, stay current, and then go back and get caught up. Stay current, and then go back and get caught up. All right. Uh, also, a couple weeks ago, I had a comment from somebody wanting the information on the nicotine reports from Fred Hanna. Well, I've got them, 
Uh, if you email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com and just ask for the nicotine reports, I will uh, forward them on to you. And over the next couple of weeks, I may go through them and bring some of them onto the show. Uh, Dino writes regarding last week's show, that was just plain fun. Linwood is an absolute hoot. Uh, his was a wonderfully personal and wry twist on the seven questions. I enjoyed the Newsboys tune, even without Jody Davis, and it goes to your closing comments nicely that a uh, <laughs> nicely that a nice Jewish boy like you can thoroughly enjoy the music of a contemporary Christian band with no hesitation. Uh, Dino also says a great Father's Day gift would be a membership to the NASPC. Yes, it would. And that gets you a subscription to the Pipe Collector, the best and almost only magazine devoted to pipe smokers, and that's naspc.org. And uh, I can't agree with Dino more. Uh, in fact, I did hear that they are on with the show for the uh, for Columbus, Ohio, in August. So uh, hoping to get there. And then Dino says, "Thanks for another entertaining show. You are welcome, Dino. Thanks for listening." Uh, Casey Ghost says, well, hum, I guess you have to know this guy to appreciate him, but in an interview, he comes off as a rather odd duck. And politically, he might be to the right of Attila the Hun. Uh, his take on various questions was rather odd and seemed like he was doing his own take on a radio show. How old is this guy and how is he normally? Um, Linwood was being Linwood, and uh, he's retired from the tobacco industry, although on the cigarette side. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have him on was I know he's got very passionate uh, opinions on some of this stuff and has been around pipes and pipe tobacco for about 45 years. So he's developed those opinions and developed them well. Uh, and then... Uh, Dan also writes regarding uh, Jeff Grasick and the coffee roasting on the Food for Thought show. Uh, Dan says it was a pleasant interview. The real problem was me. I do not particularly like coffee and drink maybe a cup a day with sweetener and cream. And that is not what coffee aficionados like to hear. Jeff was enjoyable and seemed to have a reasonable grasp on the topic. I especially enjoyed his comment about he about how reasonably good McDonald's is when compared to Starbucks. For the life of me, I can't see what all the fuss about Starbucks is. Yeah, well, yeah, some people like yeah, some people like Starbucks and swear by them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then finally for uh, last week's show with Linwood Bluegrass, Brian says, heaven forbid he divulge his precious flake method. I guess current Swan Vestas aren't good enough. Blame the liberals. <laughs> well, and as you heard, uh, you can get the Swan Vestas from the Country Squire. Don't know if there's a uh, difference between them, but you can get them. So there you go. All right. Once again, comments, questions, email me, Brian at Pipes Magazine. Or you can post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on uh, pipesmagazine.com. And iTunes ratings and reviews, always appreciated. Rant time, coming up next.
This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. This one is entitled uh, Second Chances. Yeah, give things a second chance, and I'll give you the story here. So here's how it goes. I got involved in helping out in a uh, in a, 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 a taste testing of Orlick Golden Slice from varied years or varied decades, all right? And I had kind of written off Orlick Golden Slice maybe 15, 20 years ago, and then I got involved in this test, this sampling, and I was, you know, I was fighting my way through it, and I was thinking, all right, you know, this is going to suck, but the new one's going to be bad, and blah, 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 blah. The moral of this, uh, well, the short part of this is that, you know what? I found out that since I last smoked Orlick Golden Slice, probably 16 years ago, something's changed. Was it me that changed? Was it the tobacco that changed? Something has changed. Did I learn more? Did the tobacco change? Did my palate change? Whatever it is, I gave it a second chance. I was forced to give it a second chance, but I gave it a second chance, and I found out, you know what? This may have a spot in my cellar, so I'm contemplating the purchase of, you know, 10, 15, 20 tins of it for aging for the future, but again, because of a second chance. So. Just because you had a bad experience with something once a while back, don't be afraid to give it a second chance. You've changed. It may have changed. You're both still around for some reason. So if it's a restaurant that you haven't that you wrote off a long time ago, give it a second chance and go back because for some reason that restaurant might still be around or whatever the product is may still be around. Uh, even if it's a bad cup of coffee at one McDonald's, you know, give them a second chance and try it at a different one. So second chances. There you go. All right. Uh, once again, uh, you know, if you have any comments or questions, email me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com show, uh, show ideas. We got one more, ask the expert coming up next week. And that is, uh, Fred Hanna, PhD and, uh, overall swell guy, uh, comments uh, or suggestions on uh, show guests let me know i uh, hope you're enjoying the food for thoughts i think we're going to maybe take a break from them for a while after this next week and yeah so nothing else in the pipeline but if you got an idea let me know uh thank you to uh kevin godby for uh, drinking with me thank you to john david cole for joining me and thank you all for tuning in until next time. Who cares about?
the clouds when we're together Just sing a song and think about sunny weather It's very important you don't stink today. Hey, I make no guarantees.